Our sermon text is from Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, and set him on the high pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceeding high mountain and shown him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. In the name of Jesus, who was tempted in every way in which we are tempted, yet was without sin, so that he might help us in every temptation, dear friends in Christ. People have been running scams almost as long as there have been people. Ever since the first scam in the Garden of Eden, when the devil convinced Adam and Eve to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, deceit has been one of the most tried and true methods for getting what you want with little effort as possible. Those who regularly use email probably have received the desperate plea from a Nigerian prince to help transfer his vast fortune overseas, promising you a generous cut of that fortune for your efforts. And anyone with a phone probably has received a call uh, claiming to represent a sweepstakes of some sort. And all you need to do is supply your bank account information and social security number in order to receive it. Thankfully, steps have been taken to help warn people that someone is making false promises. Most email services all automatically sort suspicious communications into a spam folder. And recently, I've discovered phone services have labeled suspicious calls. When the phone company has determined that a particular phone number is making sketchy calling patterns, their calls will be labeled with a warning. This warning is two words, scam lightly. Deceit, while a favorite tool of sinful man, did not originate with man. They originated with Satan, who Christ describes in John 8:44 as a liar and the father of it. While the world has done a great job of convincing itself that the devil doesn't really exist, we know that he does. And we also know that he especially targets Christians with lies and temptations in order to drive a wedge between us and God. 
And so the warning that God gives us through our text today is the same. Scam likely. And the scams that the devil tries to pull on us are the same that he tried to pull on Jesus. All he needs to do is ask three questions. Is God really providing? Is God really protecting? Is God really profitable? Today we consider how Jesus answered these questions and how we can use his answers to find the truth in a world of lies. May the Spirit bless our meditation today. After Jesus' baptism, we read that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Why, one might ask, would the Spirit lead Jesus into a place of temptation? After all, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation. Scripture doesn't explicitly reveal God's reason for this, but in Hebrews 2.18, it gives us some insight. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Jesus was tempted so that we might have confidence that when we are tempted, Jesus knows exactly what we are going through. And because he knows what it's like to be tempted, he is able to help us who are being tempted. He does that, helping us to stand fast against the devil's scams by giving us the example and providing a way of escape. The first example we see of Jesus standing up to the devil's snares comes in verses 2 and 3 of our text. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of Man, command that these stones become bread. We get ravenously hungry when supper is running a little late in the evening. But I think we have a hard time imagining Jesus' hunger here. For more than a month, Jesus fasted. It's a prime opportunity for Satan to come and try to introduce doubt into Christ's mind with just one little question. Really? Is your father really providing for you, Jesus, just as he promised to do? You haven't eaten anything in almost six weeks. You're the son of God. Just take matters into your own hands and command these stones to become bread. Do you really deserve to suffer like this? Perhaps Satan has asked you this same question. Do you re really deserve to suffer lack? Just take what you need. God will understand. Just fib on your taxes a bit. No one needs to know. Just grab uh, your parents' credit card. They'll never notice one extra charge. Do you need a bigger TV? Just take that credit deal. You'll be able to pay it back later, probably. Scam likely. The scam that Satan tried to sell Jesus on, which he tries to sell you on, is one of discontent. Does God really provide? But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God doesn't say that his people will never suffer want 
We're tempted and want more all the time. What he does say is that he has already given you all that you need in his word. Additionally, in that word, he has promised to provide for you. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And it is this essential word, more essential even than bread and bodily sustenance, that Jesus uses to combat Satan's other lies as well. Reading from verse 5 in our text, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and into their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Once again, scam likely. The scam here is getting Jesus to wonder if his father would really protect him. And this is such a clever lie that Satan uses because he even recites scripture to sell it. Look at what your father says here. Do you think that's really true? Do you think that he'll really protect you? Then prove it. Satan gets us with this one too. If God really is out there, he'll never let anything bad happen to you. And if such something bad happens to you, he must not really be there. Or at least he must not love you very much. How many desperate prayers are spoken from a hospital bedside that begin with those very words? God, if you're really out there. But once again, the question is asked and answered already in God's word to help us avoid this temptation. Jesus said, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The Holy Spirit has created faith in our hearts through baptism to believe what he really is that, that he really is there and that he really does care and that he will never give us more than we can bear with the help of Christ. In fact, when we do come to harm and when we do face struggles, tr struggles Scripture says that we shouldn't be surprised. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Rather, testing, rather than testing God's existence, we're encouraged to bring our cares and concerns to him in prayer. In Psalm 50, verse 15, the Lord invites you, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. But we are to do so by faith, not doubting or testing the promise. In James 1, verse 6, but let us ask in faith, not doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. 
For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. When we suffer from want or harm or the potential of harm, we can bring our prayers to the, our Heavenly Father, knowing that He will help us in our temptation and that we, He will provide and protect according to His perfect will in His great love. With the first two snares coming up empty, Satan then turns to one last-ditch effort. Again, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. The final tempting question is, Is God really profitable? Is God really worth it? Look at all that you've given up, Jesus. You could have been powerful. You could be wealthy. You could be envied by all. Is your faithfulness really worth all that? Let me ask you, is, it, is God really profitable? Is being a Christian, you have from the world's perspective, given, being a Christian, you have from the world's perspective, given up a lot. You don't get to do the fun stuff. You're hamstrung by rules nobody else plays by. Instead of being the cool one, you're the butt end of a joke. Just imagine how much easier and more enjoyable life would be if you dropped your holier-than-thou attitude and joined the party. Jesus responded, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. The answer to these three tricky questions that Satan tries to scam us with is the same. Is God really providing? Yes, he is. Is God really protecting? Yes, he is. Is God really profitable? Yes, a resounding yes. God is profitable in many ways that the world chooses not to see. He gives Order, us order amidst chaos. He gives us contentment amidst poverty. He gives us peace amidst suffering. And most of all, he gives us salvation from our sin. Jesus was tempted in every way that we are tempted, yet was without sin. He didn't accomplish this amazing feat on his own, for his own benefit. He accomplished it for you. The perfect Son of God struck to the perfect, stuck to the perfect word of God and succeeded against every one of Satan's scams so that he could bring you his perfection. He made this great exchange, trading his righteousness for your sin, for our sin on the cross. He answered Satan's lie by quoting Deuteronomy 6 verse 13. You shall worship the Lord your God, in him only you shall serve, knowing full well that it was the will of God to serve lost mankind by sending us the one who would reconcile holy God and sinful man. Is, is it profitable to serve God? What a silly question that is. From God, 
Through Christ, we have received a bounty that can never be compared even with all the kingdoms of the world. By faith, we have traded things that the world sees as profitable, but we know only bring heartache and pain. And in return, we have received the, three, the free forgiveness of all our sins and the promise of eternal life. We have exchanged earthly riches and fleshly pleasures for eternal riches and heavenly pleasures. That is not a scam. It's a gift. It is the priceless crown of life that Jesus has given to you, which can never be taken away from the soul that trusts in him. Jesus uses God's word to answer these questions and to root out the devil's scam. And then we read, the devil left him. We have the same power to send Satan running. James verse four, chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When he comes to us and offers us the world with that one little word of doubt, really? We can go to God's word and find his answer in any doubt. Yes, if you come to any other answer, beware, scam likely. God assures us through his revealed will in scripture that he is providing, yes, he is protecting, and yes, he is profitable. The devil truly walks about roaring as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour, tempting us with lies and empty pleasures. But God has, by grace, given to us the truth that all the riches that come and all the riches that come with it. May we then, with the help of the Spirit, be found in his word, resisting temptation and glorifying him with our body and spirit. And may we be in, of the same mind as the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. In his saving name, amen.